0: out the city i'm your host prince electro diamond and today i am here with new york city musician independent recording artist glam awards nominee benji bradshaw who is coming out with the love is love pride mix on may 26th and has "Marry me out now this is my sexy adorable friend benji how you doing today ben
1: hi baby how are you doing today
0: i'm great so good to see you it's it's so great, and I know my fans would be are going to be so glad that you're like back on. Because literally, when I asked of the three guests I had done, you, Sage Wade, and Phoenix, who everybody wanted back first, everybody voted for you. Oh, <laughs> and. To everyone out there who's like, why didn't you have Benji back on sooner? It's not my fault. It's Benji's. That's
1: true. <laughs> sorry, everybody. <'Cause... laughs> that is true.
0: Because I did try. And he told me June. So,
1: <laughs> look, everybody, we made it worth the wait. Okay. You're going to have an right. amazing interview. So, we're right. sorry for the wait, but you're welcome.
0: Yeah. So, my first question is why? Okay. No, I should wrong way to ask that what made you do so many remixes of love is love instead of just releasing new songs right
1: well because so from the beginning love is love i always knew from the moment that i started working on it that i wanted it to be to have multiple remixes it was like my intention because i knew that it was a dance song i knew that it had a really important message and i felt because I just saw all my friends with when they do remixes, like the beauty that you have a, a different interpretation of a song, and I feel like that's really the message of this song. If there's any song that should have remixes, it's this one because it's all about love and loving for all people. So that makes sense to have so many people be part of this project. So I just wanted a bunch.
0: <laughs> so okay, one thing that I'm just curious about. I didn't write this down, but just I'm curious. So yeah. is it theoretically? well no it's probably is it theoretically costing you as much money to do like these multiple remixes as it would be to just do like release new songs or is it like um
1: it's like the same to be honest because you know it's it's pretty much the main thing is time you know the thing is like the time it takes to work with um you know different producers and like because the money thing is not a big deal it's it'd be the same if i did you know, a new song probably a new song will be a little bit more expensive, maybe, um, just because it's a new project. And this one has been done now, like eighteen times. So, yep. um, so in that way, it's probably cheaper. But you know, it's it's pretty much the same. If it was a new song, it's the same kind of cost essentially.
0: Work. Yeah. So. Um, so okay, I'm going to ask you about this question. So you said in the interview you did with um Gucci for marrying me that you never in you you don't envision yourself getting married. So why is that?
1: Yeah, interesting. So you know, here's the thing. So I just have always had like a, pho- I, I would call it a phobia because I I know that it's not realistic. I know that when i I'm, I'm overthinking marriage. Um, I think it scares me to be honest. Um, I think it. And probably because of my own interpretation, um, like I'm very independent person, you can probably tell. Like I'm very right. you know, do my own thing, do my own makeup. So, you know, based on my own experiences, sometimes I've had, you know, things where I felt like I was trapped. And so I think I associate marriage with that. Um, instead of thinking of the positive, like a union and like people coming together to support each other. So I just kind of had. The wrong impression of marriage and it stuck with me, and I'm trying to like get over that because there is a beautiful thing about marriage, too. I'm not like bashing
0: marriage, you know. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say anything. I've, I haven't never been close. I've had talks with someone about marriage and like we were going towards that path, but it's like, I knew going into, like, the idea, the concept of marriage, that it was a wrong idea. Personally, now looking back at it, I think I'm too young. Like, like I'm still in my 20s. Like, I shouldn't be, like, thinking about getting married. Like, right. unless I want to be divorced in my 30s. Like, <laughs> Right. It's yeah.
1: like, sometimes it's, it's just the timing, and it, and so it's not the right time, or you know, you know, you don't want to do that um, at that time. I mean, if I met someone at any time in my life that I felt such a strong connection to, then maybe I would. But to be honest, I think like just like you, is like I'm like, yeah, uh, it's too young, like or I'm not ready, like let's not force this right now.
0: Right. So now, flipping the script. So. Curious minds want to know, like mine, of course. Mm-hmm. At what age did you lose your virginity? Oh my god! Um, don't we, act like you don't know that I ask scandalous questions now, like this.
1: <laughs> you like within a few months, like when I first did the interview, it was like innocent, 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 and then it's like I after my interview, oh. then it's like all of a sudden I,
0: I just got, got raunchier with yeah.
1: everybody. <laughs> it's like you become the Howard Stern now, of like.
0: That's my role model. Like, like oh, really? literally like legit. That's my interviewing role model. Oh, seriously. You're
1: doing an amazing job. Um, <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. It's so funny. So yeah, no, I, here's the thing. I, it's a complicated thing, but what I will say is I always, um, how do I put this? Like, it's, a, it's actually a really hard answer to be honest with you. It's a very hard yeah. answer. And I, but yeah let's say like i'm like let's think of a number <laughs> <laughs> no actually to be honest with you, no. honest with you i it, like let's just put it this way i was in it like i'm in it i'm actually more innocent than people think i am and like i yeah like high school grammar school like virgin virgin vir, vir, like i was a, like a, everyone was not a virgin when i was like a virgin still so like i feel like let's just leave it at that but um I'm like very prudish. I really am. Like I think I know people are like, "Oh, you have a freaking sparkle bra on." But yeah, I really am very shy when it comes to that sort of thing, and like very particular with that person, so or people. So yeah,
0: right. Okay, that's my one shocking question. I did. I will say this: from when I interviewed you in January, I took some of the like more shocking questions out to put in better questions that I wrote like a few days ago.
1: Oh, yeah, because you said you had, like, stuff that we didn't finish. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: So, that's what most of these are, but I took out two of the, like, more inappropriate ones and I put in. It's okay. Or. Love it. Because, of course, nobody else is going to ask you about that, so I had to.
1: <laughs> no, I love it. I love that you're pushing boundaries here. It's great.
0: Right. So, <laughs> did your parents accept you being gay?
1: Yes um they've always been supportive and you know I think I don't know if we talked about this last time but I have always felt I felt like I'm the, my worst enemy so I've been lucky where people were supportive or they like gave me space to be who I was to find myself but I was always the most the harshest critic on myself right. so um but yeah they're supportive and they knew like I remember I a kid I had like um ruby slippers from the wizard of oz so I've always been a little bit, you know, on the queer side. So it's a little bit. It wasn't a shocking. Let's put it that way. It wasn't a shocker.
0: Yeah, I think you did talk about that last time.
1: Yeah, a little bit,
0: a little bit. Yeah, I'm trying to remember because it's been so long. Did I tell I you? About, did I? Did I tell you about me getting locked in a mental soul institution when I came out? No. Oh know. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. That was that wasn't that wasn't by my parents. That oh. was by that was by a youth minister
1: stop it I'm nope. so sorry thank you oh
0: you don't deserve that it was all well here's the thing you get this I had like a performance idea with a knife where I practiced like killing myself but I actually didn't do anything like it was like theatrics like it just not like I was stabbing myself like right but that's what they took, and then they tried to pray the gay away. Well, they had a counselor after I got out, and he tried to cover his ass. They put me in a counselor, but they tried to pray the gay away. Hmm. Well, it didn't work, honeys. Clearly not. I'm sitting here in a fucking wig. Like, <laughs> I love it. Good. I'm
1: glad thank I did yeah.
0: glad they weren't able to do that. I will say this. I actually chose to do silver hair because you had silver hair. That's the only reason why.
1: Oh my god, thank yeah. you! Yeah. I love it. It looks amazing on you. Thank you. I love the
0: length. Yeah. Yes, this is this is what I call like good length. I accidentally like bought some wigs recently that were like that I thought were like thirty-two inches, which is what this were this is, and they're forty, and I'm like, fuck. Oh wow. Because because like, they're so hard to maintain at forty inches, and they get knotted up. Mm. Yeah. It's like share hair, but like, I'm like. I already bought it. I don't want to return it. So <laughs> not yet. I'll just I'll just rock it when it looks good. So mm-hmm. I'll ask that question later. So so how involved are you in the production and engineering of your music?
1: Yeah, it so I'm lucky that everyone I work with is really lets me be as involved as I want to be. Um, you know, some of the tracks I've pretty much like co you know, co-produced, um, for example, um Like It, which is a song that came out a while back. But that one, like I totally produced that one. Um, and then you know, we get it mixed and mastered, but the other songs, you know, like Marry Me actually was Gucci, who's the um, collaborator on that project. He actually produced the song, and then I went on and added some instrumentation. And then um added little things here and there, but it was his idea. And you know, love is love. Obviously, that's cry, um, cry it is his name, and he's out of Italy. And he totally produced that. So it was just my vocal that I wrote the vocals on, and it, you know, but but he did like the music stuff. But I but he right. obviously wanted my feedback. So he sent it to me and I was like, Oh my god, I love it. It's like very beachy, like rooftop summer party. So right. um, so yeah, I always They wouldn't, like, put a song out if I didn't feel like it was, like, I liked it. You know, they want my, at least everyone I've worked with so far. Right. It's been very nice.
0: Yeah. Is that because you don't, okay, so you said, like, obviously, like it, which, if I remember correctly, is more like a rock kind of song. right? right, right, right. Is it because you don't believe that you can produce the like electronic elements yourself and is that why you reach out to people or is it just you'd rather collaborate with somebody
1: i think it's that i'd rather collaborate with someone to be honest i mean that like you know i've been lucky that everyone i've worked with is very talented and of course like their production on that track i don't think i could ever top i mean i'm like like with what i think the last time i was here we were doing i just want love with DeCristino, and like there's no way i could make like all the stuff that he did, because he did also a bunch of remixes, like a t- dark techno version, like right, tech punk. And there's no way I would have done that in that way. So in that quality. So, you know, I think but I didn't choose him for that. Like, I chose him because I like him as a person, as a producer. Yeah. And like, so I, it's always about that. First and foremost is like if someone who likes similar music as me or I think they're interesting, um, but, you know, love is love because now there's so many remixes. Those those have now become a thing where people have we kind of know them. I, I know them and they reach out and say, Hey, like I would love to do the next Love is Love remix. Um, or you know, or something like that. So it's like a friend kind of situation. So right. Yeah. So it's kind of become an organic thing, which is great.
0: Which I will say I like the original version of Love is Love. I do <gasps> thank you. Yeah, I do like my favorite is like the, the remix that I have is I like the um, 69 remix but that's yes. literally because and I don't know if this is what the producer was going for but for me I get very much like Donna Summer vibes yes. from it and that's why yes. I like it
1: totally totally yes definitely it has that influence a hundred thousand percent and yeah no he and that was okay that's another example of a remix that I actually didn't know he was doing like he had because he was on the Mike Freak was on the first love is love um, con- collection of remixes then last year he just surprised me and did the studio 69 version and that's the one i did obviously the love is love video for which got nominated for the glam award yeah but yeah that's like an example of just somebody that was like he was like oh look what i did and i'm like wait what you did a whole freaking like you know like disco infused like track like what and yeah so but thank you i love that one too it's yeah that was really fun
0: work so what was it like for you the first time you performed
1: oh my god um it's really that's a great question i remember it so well and actually this the show that i recently had with slick control my collaborator melissa she actually is the one that gave, gave me my first show and what i love what i remember is that i've always been when i perform i want to do a production so I actually carried with me all the props and I had like five out, I think it was a 15 minute set, but I had like 10 outfit changes and I had like made wearable sculptures and like out of paper. So I just had a suitcase of everything. I rushed downtown. It was straight. I mean, I, I felt like it was a natural thing. I wasn't nervous in that way. I was more like, Oh my God, this like more just like having to run around New York and trying to get to the venue on time. And then like, I was more scared about sound check because like people right. can like hear your natural voice and they there's like no one there, so I was more nervous for the sound check. Right. Um. But the biggest thing I realized was that I didn't know how to pace myself because like as you know you and you perform too is like yeah you kind of learn your body when you're under that amount of stress and like performance and I that first show I almost fainted almost at the end because I wasn't hydrated enough and I was really. I didn't realize that I overworked myself in shows, which now I know, so I can, I, you know, practice yeah. more and all that. But I like threw my, like so much energy that I almost like literally fainted on stage. <laughs> um, And I had to like take a little break and have a giant glass of water. Actually, this is the water bottle I use this one. This is my like go-to. Word. So I just had like took like a chug of this before my last song and, but yeah, it was a, I definitely remember it and um, it, it's very memorable, like, experience.
0: See, whenever I'm at a bar, like, when I'm performing, I always order water. Like, mm-hmm. no matter what. I'm not someone who does, like, a ton of alcohol before. I actually rarely drink before I perform. Mm-hmm. So, like, right. I'm very sort of, like, in the, um, what's the thing? Oh, in, in knowing of what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. That didn't exactly yes. make sense, but you get what I'm going. Right. Um, so, actually, to the first time I performed, it's actually crazy enough. So, the first place I performed in Orlando, it was, I had performed there for about a month, not as Prince Electro Diamond. And then, like, I came back one day as Prince Electro Diamond, and I'm like... Cause I got what I call like the balls to just like do it. Mm -hmm. And it was crazy. It was, it was like a straight bar. Like I have one of those very rare experiences of doing drag in a straight bar for the first time, like performing at open mic nights. That's literally Mm -hmm. how I
1: started. Wow. So what was that like? Cause that's one thing I've noticed. Like I do have feelings about, you know, spaces like queer spaces versus non-queer. Like how did that, how did that feel?
0: I wasn't... So, I will say this. I wore more clothes back then, so I'm assuming <laughs> that's why I got a little bit more like accepted. I wear like pants and everything like that, whereas like now, if I walked in half-naked like I do everywhere, I don't think I'd be as accepted as a performer, but as I talked about with my body image with you last time, it's like, I got to the point where I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to dress the way I want to dress and love me as I am or hate mm-hmm. me. Right.
1: Totally. Good for you.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was, I was different. That's why I think like musicians liked me. Cause I did electronic music where they mm-hmm. all did like acoustic sets there were so many, but the thing is over time, once that like open mic night started like because when I started as Prince Electro Diamond, they had just changed hosts, so it wasn't like as big.
1: Hmm.
0: But I was also the person who I'm like, when they had nights when they were dead, I was the person who's like, keep me on, like keep mm. me on. I'll I'll do I'll do half an hour. Like I'll do five songs, I'll do half an hour, just like keep right. me on. Right. like I don't care about my oh I only have to do these 3 songs. No, I'm very much the person who's like I love performing, keep me on as long as you can. Like
1: Right. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. I love it. So you like kind of made yeah. your own way. You're like I'm going to do the stage. I'll be there anytime I I can go on tonight.
0: Well, well, at one and another point, I was performing one show there and one show in another place. So literally, I was the opener. Like, mm-hmm. I opened, did my three songs, left, went to the other place to go perform. So it was like, that was... That was probably the craziest time. I eventually stopped that at one point. Mm-hmm. I pretty much let the straight bar go, and I just started performing at the gay bar, like, all the time. Because... Mm-hmm. Not because I hated it, it's just it was too much. Like, mm-hmm. Right. Because I don't have you ever done that? Have you ever done two shows in one night?
1: I have. I actually, it's a yeah, it's I mean, it's fun and crazy. Like, I actually last fall for one of those, um, my fall shows, um, had that where it was like a like we had a big show in the evening and then an after hours party in Brooklyn. So it was like in Lower East Side or yeah, East Village and then to Brooklyn. And that was interesting. We had pizza in between. Thank God there's some food involved. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Is that, did you do that a lot?
0: I did, I did it for four or five months.
1: Every, like twice a night. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The I mean,
0: coming. yeah. Unfortunately, had to leave all that, and I know some of my fans are always upset. They always ask, or asking like, "When are you gonna do new music? When are you gonna do new music?" My response is, "I hadn't. Well, you don't. You probably don't understand this because you, you're successful in music. Oh, I okay. had been unsuccessful." at least in my view, and I'm more successful at this, that's why I'm pushing my energy into this. Hmm. And then hopefully through this, I can build it to where like music can become a thing in the future.
1: Mm. Yeah. yeah. No, I think it's great. Like I think, and the thing is, I was actually talking to, I think Gucci yesterday about this is like, you know, nowadays, like you could have your like vision of like, I want to do like, let's say music or something. But yeah. like, if you're getting traction doing something else and people are really appreciating it like you're doing right now, then like why stop that? You know, it's like, right? you you know, people are going to get to know you. And like, even with like, like Kardashians, like we all saw their life and now we feel like we know them. Yeah. So I think live streaming is a great way to like people get to know who you are, your views. And then it's like a transparent way. And then when you do music, people are like invested because they're like, oh, I know yeah. them and like I love what they're doing. And so I think it's great.
0: But it's also, I don't know if you feel this way, but it's like as, like, a person in the entertainment industry, you can no longer do one thing. Right. Like, those days are over. Those days were honestly probably over towards the end of the 90s. All of a sudden, in the 2000s, it's like, you had to be able to do this and this and this and this and this and this. And it's like, for someone who, like, One one thing I actually did give advice to somebody who like asked me they're like having difficulties with like auditions and all that and they were like going on all these shows and like talking to producers and like all this and they're like what do I do and they were all they also do drag I'm like did you ever think about doing drag and like going into these auditions like mm. I can't guarantee you it's gonna work but it worked for Avaux I mean like mm. so it's not like it's impossible
1: right. Yeah, no, I definitely think it's smart and you kind of have... Like you said, you got to... Nowadays, you have to do more than one thing. You you have to do a lot of things. Yeah. Work.
0: Mm -hmm. So... Oh. This is why I... As you know, I write questions in random order. So, I know that you're a big Madonna fan. So, what's your favorite Madonna era?
1: Oh, wow. Okay, so there's two answers um actually and there's a th- and there's a third comment so the two answers number one is musically my favorite era was confessions on the dance floor okay. um, which was like like one of the favorite song one of my favorite songs of hers is get together i don't know do you know that one
0: yeah yeah of course i'm a like- huge madonna fan too of course oh okay, cool. oh okay cool yeah. <laughs> okay so
1: i like it not only because electronic music but I just felt like it, like from start to finish, I, what I loved about it was you put it in and it like all the songs transition. Right. Um, so it's like one long dance, like you're on the dance floor for like an hour, whatever long the album is. Right. Um, So I love that. But in terms of like just Madonna album or era, actually, I mean, I think like the true blue. I mean, maybe I'm kind of doing that right now with like the kind of uh, like the like yeah. short hair, but you know, I feel like that, like those looks is like very iconic um, to me. So I, the songs are amazing too. But I liked just like how she looked, like the blonde hair and like the short is very like crisp and
0: right. Yeah. What about you? Mine, I would have to say, "Confessions on a Dance Floor" is probably. I would put that at a tie for me with M D N A. Like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And those are probably like her two most dance albums that she made. Like, it all depends on my mood. If I'm in, if right. I'm into like, if I want to just listen to like a like disco style album, I obviously gravitate towards Confessions on a Dance Floor. If I want to listen more EDM, I go towards M D N A. It's just right. all depends on my mood. In terms of like a tour, I actually have an answer for this. Hmm. I would say it's one that most people ignored because it didn't get a release in America, but it was the reinvention tour.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, that looked incredible. Yeah.
0: And it's because, it's because like her live version of, actually one of the reasons I like it is because it was, A, it was like one of the last times she performed American Life, which is one of my favorite songs Mm -hmm. by her. Mm Mm-hmm and be the express yourself like the arrangement of that song is just like so great
1: mm-hmm. oh no i love how she that's one of my favorite things about with the tours is how she rearranges everything and really gives you its own like show i love it it's like, yeah. and like i like how they record it the one thing i was going to tell you which is actually funny you asked this is that so in august you obviously you know you're a madonna fan you know her birthday is in august so yeah. they're doing um a it's a yearly i think it's 15th annual madonna worship party um with dj chauncey and he actually asked me to perform this year so in august i'm going to be doing madonna cover part of the party i i have to like i'm going to like produce the set so i'm still working on it right but i'm really excited but like my fr- my hairstylist johnny he already gave me the songs he's like you got to do these songs these are going to fit your voice and like like do a mashup of these things so i had to prepare it still but like i'll definitely let you see i'll, I'll take video and stuff but yeah right. I'm, I'm excited but like very nervous because it's madonna you know right
0: right yeah, oh we'll wow see. i just i gotta go back i just realized i skipped two questions oh, so okay. <laughs> so well obviously you answered this so like you're gonna be covering madonna but other than madonna do you cover any other artists when you're performing or like is that more do you just do like more originals?
1: Um, yes. So I actually there's only one cover I've ever done, um, which is um yeah, it's not Madonna. Um it's a song called called Perfect Day by Lou Reed. Um and it's I just love it. It's like a it's I always say it's like a dark, happy song. Um right. So I've covered that, but other than that. I've never covered a song and it's not because I don't want to, cause I think it would be fun. But like, I actually I did one of those cover um, I, for one of my shows. My friend really wanted me to do preacher. What's has got? son of a preacher man. <laughs> like she wanted me to sing son of a preacher man and then go into my song that at that time I was doing this called online boy, which is not out yet, but um, it was just funny. I'm like doing son of a preacher man. So that was like a request. Um, oh, and then I did, <laughs> Go There's ahead, nothing sorry.
0: wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with doing Son of a Preacher, man. I've done that song before. Yeah, uh, no, it's a like, great
1: song. Yeah. 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 No, I just mean, like, so I, I if I were to choose a cover, I think, I don't know. I always would want to do, like, a rock song or, like, I don't know. I just I just like kind of the darker, like, slower songs for a cover. Um, but, yeah.
0: Well, I actually did. I literally just discovered an instrumental today. For a song that like I've covered before but I'm thinking like it's a little bit more like hard edge it's um it's um turned down for what but it's more like a metal version Ooh. so I'm, I'm thinking like if I were to like perform and do that live again I think I'd do that kind of flip something on its head yeah but who knows well actually that's I say that's not true my um my drag sister around here said she wants to um start doing shows. And I, and I said, well, once you do let a bitch know and I'll start like performing. I I'll love like, it. I'll like come out of retirement. I love this it. kind of
1: <laughs> right. No, that's but, great.
0: Yeah. So, so where are some of your favorite places to perform? <clears throat>
1: yeah so i that's a good question um i was just thinking about that actually so in terms of new york um i like hmm let me think really quickly because i there's different pros and cons to different kind of venues um but i like i mean normally i like a smaller intimate venue um yeah. just for the fact that, because i love getting in the audience like i like to get in there and like perform with people so like if there's if it's a stage is too far from the people or if it's too high up i just don't like it because it's like i have to i can't go in the crowd and like dance with people and get crazy so i like the more intimate venues so like some of the ones we did for the fall shows i liked um right which were like kind of like bar setting like kind of cabaret style But I would love to do like a bigger, you know, bigger venues. It seems like it would be fun, although you're separate from the audience. If you're like with the DJ booth, you know, you're not going to be right next to everybody, but I think that could be fun too, just the energy.
0: Well, actually, this would be a weird question. I know you probably haven't performed in places like that. Have you ever performed in a place without a stage? Oh, yeah. Because that. When you're talking about like being in the audience mm-hmm. i've done that like i performed actually down south like when i performed down in west palm beach i've actually performed in a place where i was performing in the middle of the bar like
1: right that's amazing just, i love that yeah no but that's my favorite kind because it's like 360 it's raw people are yeah. behind you people to your left and it's like you can really work the room um so yeah i mean a lot of the places I performed was just on the floor. It wasn't even, there was no stage, you know? It was just like, we're on the middle of a bar trying to perform. Like one time that I went to a restaurant, I was at a restaurant and there was no speaker. So I actually brought an amp there. I just brought an amp and had to do Love is Love in a restaurant, everyone starts dancing. But it was like kind of scary because I'm like, I hope people can hear me. And it's not gonna look like a freak a freak just dancing in the middle of a restaurant. But they got into it. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Amp, amp, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, it was weird. Cause Yeah, you I understand that very much with sound check. Like I am also the person who like I love when some people like put their put the microphone like up there and that's where they're singing at, literally I'm like all the way out here. Cause like my voice projects that much. So like if I put too close to my mouth, I'm going to deafen everybody. Like,
1: <laughs> Right. Well, that's like, so that's like the new thing. Oh, yeah. that reminds me. So that's one of the new kind of challenges. So I, you probably saw my pictures. I have like one yeah. of those wireless headsets now. Mm-hmm. So like to your point, the pro is that you could run around, which I, I'm very hands-on with my performances. So I can run around, literally run. But the con is that, like, that mic is so close to you. So, at my show on Friday, it's the control. There's points, where points either both ways. One time when it was too low and I couldn't hear myself, or one that was too close. And I'm like, oh God, the people are going to be like, this guy's shouting at us. So, yeah, it's like, yeah, I, but I like it though, because it's like you can just do it, you could dance. Yeah. And, but you, oh, yeah, you have, yeah, you have a wireless one.
0: Yeah, yeah cool. I have a, a mic. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. why I know how, like, I know the exact placement of it. Like a lot of people think, like when you see Britney and all that, and she's lip syncing, and it's like right here. When yeah. you're not actually singing, the mic can be right here. Yeah. When you're not, it has to be like out here. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So. <clears throat> so okay. So how long does it take you? to get ready when you have to like do an interview or like
1: like tonight yeah okay tonight i got ready in about an hour and let's say an hour and a half i I would say a baseline is hour and a half for an interview or a show yeah like that's the bottom bare minimum it's not gonna be any faster because (laughs) the makeup can be up to an hour then hair like this like i mean i've been sleeping on this hair because it was like i wore it on friday I'm going to clean it. I'm going to share. take a shower tonight with my hair. I mean, I took a shower, but, you know, I'm not going to wash. I didn't wash my hair out. But, yeah. like, the curl thing would take a lot longer because that takes time to do curls. Right. Then um, outfit, that takes time looking through the clothes. Even if I know what I'm wearing, I have to, you know, you have to put it on on top of your makeup. So, you know how it is. You have to, like, make sure you don't get the makeup all of your outfit.
0: And. Actually, I don't. Because let me tell you what I do. I put the outfit on first.
1: You're brilliant. Yeah. You are so ahead of your game.
0: Like, that's why. The bad thing is when I wear black, like, if I go too far down my neck and, like, I dip, I usually have it, like, right here. Oh, But today I'm good. But other than that, it's, like, that you just grab a washcloth and, like, scrub it out. You can usually get it out.
1: Oh, my God. That's so smart.
0: Yeah, that's literally how I've always done it because it's, like, what I do is I shave, mm-hmm. then put on, put on my, like, underwear, and then, like, put on the outfit. Like, mm-hmm. if it's a bodysuit, I step into it. If it's a t-shirt, I obviously... Obviously, especially now, like, I do t-shirts mostly, so it's, like, I want to pull it over and have it on me before I, like, start doing my makeup so I don't have to worry about, like, messing it up. Right.
1: No, it's true. Like... Well, especially if you have a T-shirt, I mean, there's no way. I guess they stretch, mm-hmm. but like it's to put that over your face. I mean, a lot of my looks, obviously, like right now, I'm wearing a freaking like bra thing, so like I no, don't have that problem of like tight neck. Well, it's not true if I do yeah. a cat suit, which I do. I used to do a lot of cat suits. Those are hard with the fit with makeup. Um, obviously, because it's like skin tight. So yeah, I should just do that. But then this, like, I like because I take an hour and a half with my makeup. Like, I want to be comfortable. I so I for me, I just like. I should do that, though, because it would have saved me a lot of stress. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe one day. I'll well,
0: well, that's because, in truth, because you have to do eyes. I don't. It takes me half an hour to get ready.
1: Like, Right.
0: Like, that's sure. why I, I'm so glad, like, when I had to, like, so now my work schedule is, like, actually, like, conducive to me doing interviews at 6 o'clock.
1: Nice. When I had
0: when I had to work at like, when I had to work nine nine to five thirty, and like, I had to get ho- or no, I used to do interviews at seven because it's like I had to get home. Usually, I was home by six fifteen, and then I had to get in the shower and like rush to get here. Right on, on time. There was one time, crazily enough, I was supposed to be at a performance at the same time I scheduled an interview and I canceled the performance just because I knew I never would make it there on time. Oh. Because I could barely make it to my bedroom. Right. <laughs> on time. And that's in my house. Like. Right.
1: Right. Wow.
0: But it was for it was for like a it was like a competition I was doing to be in a Pride event that literally I had to work the day of the Pride event anyway because I'm at a new job. So like I can't mm. take any time off.
1: Mm-hmm <laughs> oh my god yeah i'm glad you could do it now it's better climbing.
0: Yeah. yeah it's definitely although i will say when you said like look at your outfit so because i'm used to working an early schedule even if i'm off i get up crazy early like i was up this morning at 4 a.m so like wow so, like, literally when I came home f- after exercising, like, at 5 o'clock, that's when I, like, went into my room and, like, picked out my outfit. So, like, everything was in my bathroom. So, all I had to do was just get ready earlier. Smart. Yeah.
1: Wow. Oh, my
0: God. But that leaves you no option of changing everything.
1: Right. It's like, Yeah, you have no room for that.
0: Where it's like, but I still like it. Anyways, yeah. so okay so what's the craziest thing you've done on stage
1: oh wow (laughs) um that's another one that's like there's a lot of crazy stuff i've done um i painted my face one time like i had uh, like i don't know it was like a crazy performance that i had like paint. I started to paint, like, I, like, put, like kind of like blood kind of like paint, like just yeah. throw it on your face. Like a top of my makeup. Like, I done my face. I beat my face, spent hours on it. And then like, just started like pouring it on me. Um, I've stripped, but like, like kind of like literally ripped off my shirt. Like I, I was planned and I had like, yeah, for, for, I just want love. I like had a cat suit with love on it. And then I just ripped it off on top. Um, I've, the funniest one to be honest with you is one oh my funny there's two funny ones but my favorite is i there's a donut shop there is a donut shop and my friend was out of town and he wanted to hear love is love but like a live street performance at like 4 a.m so there was no mic it was just me and my friend david michael a dj who produced one of the, he did the he mis- mixed and mastered the original and then he has his own remix so he played his remix on or the original on his phone and then I just literally started singing Love is Love at a donut shop. Like, and then like we met with like, this fashion model like the, cause it was like 4 a.m. by the way. It was like 4 30 a.m. Like after all the clubs closed. So yeah. this like model like was like, Oh my god, like I want to party with you guys. And she starts singing, and then we're all just singing Love is Love. And then people on the street are just like, Oh, you guys are having fun, like a donut shop, like donut pub. So we're just like singing Love is Love, and like I danced on the tables and the bench. So that was a really fun one because it wasn't even a club. It was just like a street corner.
0: (laughs) See, that is... But that's very New York. That is something that, like... I would not imagine doing now. Especially because I'm in Florida. We'll we'll discuss more about the tragedies of that later on. Yeah. Yeah. But... So, to your point... I don't feel comfortable without a mic. In fact, the thing that like, so speaking of like, when I was trying to like get a get a gig at Pride, like I was going through competition, I did like the thing that I missed was like a wild card event where like I got asked back after I didn't win the competition the week or like a few weeks before, but when I was there at the competition. The craziest thing that drives me crazy is when the judge knows that I'm a live singer, mm-hmm. and they're not handing me a microphone. Right. So, so my track's already playing, and I'm and I'm and I'm like, I need a microphone, right? And like the track's already playing. Luckily, I was performing a track with an instrumental; otherwise, I would have just had to just start start over. Oh my god! But it's like. I had to like through the instrumental and I had to hit the beat exactly where it was. That's when I got handed in the microphone and I was just like, and I was in, but. Oh my God. That's one of those things where like, as I discussed this with somebody, you always have to be on your toes when you're performing. Cause you never know what's going to happen. Right?
1: No, it's true. You never know. And. That's a big one. If you don't have a mic working or if you don't have a mic and your song is playing, like, that's a big problem.
0: Exactly. But you've
1: held it like a professional. You still went through with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And as I said, they told the judges after told me, oh, you lost by two points. I'm like. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I didn't agree with them, obviously. I right. heard the other I heard the other performer. I should have won by four points. But like that's mm. just <laughs> my view on it. But it's like when you have nepotism and it's like the judges all knew the other performer and they didn't know me. Mm. But is that right. I'm 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 the person who's like, as I said, I've never won anything, but I don't need to win to know that I'm talented. Like right
1: no and it's like i don't know i've never done a competition and i don't think i ever would i just think it's stressful like so the fact that you even did a competition is great because i think yeah. it's a good thing but i also feel like it's i just don't have it in me to go through that like the like just trying to hang in there it's just a lot so yeah i think that it's hard like yeah you don't need anyone to tell you yeah. that you're worthy or good enough it's like just go for it
0: yeah but you're also you're also as i say you're in the advantage of being in new york city you're an independent recording artist you already have clubs wanting to book you i don't like Mm -hmm.
1: well thing is like i think the thing like so for example i didn't like what like i said talked about the first show is like i started that a friend asked me it was just like a friend that asked me to perform i did it but like you said i've always known that i am a performer like yeah. Above anything. And no matter where I am, I am a performer. And so I think it's kind of like you just kind of keep doing it. So for example, my second gig I ever got was because I started doing singing classes. My really close friend um is is a beautiful, amazing singer. And like so she would for free teach me how to sing. So we recorded um on Instagram, like I would post like snippets of like our practice. So like my vocal warm-up. And then I did a cover. So speaking of covers, I did a um Allison Chains um song and I was just as our practice and I was doing that and there's one part when I like scream like eh, I'm not gonna do it right now, but like I yeah. screamed and so I recorded that one part and posted it and a, an amazing DJ saw and I did like hashtag like New York City, like so in your case, give it like hashtag you know Florida drag or yeah. whatever. So anyway, somebody saw it and was like, Hey, I want you to perform at my party, it's an underground party. So like my second gig was it anyone I knew? It's just because they saw me on Instagram. Yeah, and then she had connections because she was an amazing DJ, and so she had like a few shows. And then I had that. And then I met someone else. So it was like, I feel like for everybody, it's like you kind of gotta just like obviously if the competition is one way to get into these clubs and do it, and then like just be yourself and like push yourself to be your best, and then somebody's gonna see you and. The, it'll work out. Like someone will say, Hey, you know, I have an opening next week. I mean, I'm sure you already know this cause you were doing it, but
0: yeah. yeah. I mean, like my thing was to that point, it's like at another competition, that's where I met my drag sisters. So mm-hmm. obviously she saw me perform mm-hmm. and like when she's like being a director of a show. It's like, well, I think I've already proven myself to her. Right. So, obviously, like, me just saying, like, hit me up. Like, I don't have to audition. But also, I am the person that like, why I put my focus towards this so much is because I want to be bigger than where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And, like, I feel like a lot of the drag queens around here are just stuck in one area.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's why, like, I will say, like, crazily enough, I went back, like, a few weeks ago. There was, like, one week at work where, like, they had no power and, like, I couldn't work at all. So I was, like, just sitting in my car and, like, I had my iPod and I actually listened to our first interview.
1: Really? I went,
0: went back and listened to it. And I listened to the part where I said, I will never move to Los Angeles. I will never do this. LA is never for me. Now, five months later, I might move to LA at some point.
1: What? <laughs> How dare you? How dare you do that to us? How could you decide to leave and like say things you didn't weren't gonna do and you
0: can do them? Yeah, because I know I'm not allowed to. I'm not allowed to change an opinion on anything. Like, yeah, what what no. you, you say an opinion? You're never allowed to change. <laughs>
1: exactly, I'm offended now. What? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'm I like, I'm like,
0: you better be kidding, bitch. Like,
1: <laughs> no, I'm happy for you, LA. Actually, I've I've never thought I'd be there either. So maybe I will one day. Who knows? Well,
0: my thing was in truth. It was when I started interviewing people from L.A. It's like, well, now I know people. Mm-hmm. Like, moving to L.A. would make sense. But I, I I say not immediately. Mm. I think, I'm, as I said, I think I want to do a climate different than Florida first. And mm. then transition right. to moving to L.A. Right. So that's why I'll probably still, like, move to either, like, Atlanta or something like that. Just, like... Mm. something different, but I will say what honestly changed my views, started changing my views about LA was interviewing Phoenix. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I mean, getting to meet people, although and overall, people in LA, when you book them, they actually show up for the interview.
1: Oh, and people didn't show up.
0: Oh, yeah. Let's see. I'm counting. Four? I think I've booked four interviews and had people not show up.
1: That's so unprofessional.
0: And, well, not only not show up, but, like, not communicate to me that they need to rebook.
1: So you're, like, waiting for them and you're all dolled up and then they're mm-hmm. not there? Yeah. <gasps> mm-hmm that is not okay that is not okay i'm a fan well yeah <laughs> well no yeah. but like yeah it's not that's not okay but like to your point about la um la like i saw your because like, onyx i saw your interview with onyx yeah and like onyx i've been following on insta for a while so yeah. i'm like i'm really proud of you for like really getting great talent and like you said people yeah. like the la like I think Onyx is very professional. um, Yeah. You know, and so you're getting the good people. And so, you know what? The people that aren't showing up, that's their missed opportunity.
0: Exactly. It's like, it's like right now where I'm at, like right now I have a cap of like, I can't get people above a certain following. And like when I interviewed you the first time, it was like, Fifteen to twenty thousand. I'm now at the point where I'm like closer to like ninety. So I'm like getting closer to hundred. So I'm like, that'd Yay! be nice.
1: I'm so proud of you. But of
0: like, well, not in terms of my followers, but in terms of like people I can get. I oh, I, I, w- I, w- I wish I had a hundred thousand followers. Follow a bitch. Like, <laughs> oh my god,
1: that's so but, funny. Everyone yeah, go follow right now. What, yeah. Sorry, Wrong side. Follow
0: there. Yeah. But. I will say, like, going back to our first interview, honestly, and I'm so glad that you said that, because there I will admit, there was a part of me, not necessarily right after your interview, but right after um right after Phoenix. I couldn't like interact with people, and I'm thinking, I had that thought of, am I gonna fail at this too? Like <laughs> no but
1: no you i was actually very proud and impressed because i looked at your page and all your interviews and then you also had the um dancer the go-go bo- or i don't know oh, i'm sorry one. okay mine. <laughs> so i can't remember now but there's a dancer that's like really well known and i'm just like you're getting amazing bookings of these people yeah. on your show and like all of them. The fact that they came through and were like really engaged, and I just feel like you were giving good questions. So I'm yeah. just very impressed. You really are pushing the, you. your limit and getting good bookings and having good interviews. So congratulations. Thank you. Yeah.
0: And I will say to anyone who wants to like do what I'm doing, actually, first of all, don't. I want everyone to come to me. Oh <laughs> no, okay. no, I'm, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But like, <laughs> if you do, persistence is key. If you are not persistent, people will forget you. Amen. So it's like, again, back to your point about Onyx. Mm -hmm. That was five months of me like asking him, waiting for him to respond, giving him a few months, going back in, asking him again, waiting for a response, back in. And I think it was the fourth time. I asked him. He finally got a scene to say yes. So it's like.
1: See, everyone, take notes right now. Listen what we're hearing, which is like be persistent and don't stop and keep going and things happen.
0: And be pleasant. If if you're. Yep.
1: Yeah. Listen right there. Listen.
0: It's it's literally. You know this being a nightlife performer. If you're a cunt, nobody's going to want to book you. Like, no. If you're like the cunty bitch like yes do i like throw shade at phoenix when i'm interviewing him yes but like phoenix also knows how much i love him so like that's why he lets me get away with it like right
1: no yeah you can't no yeah it's not
0: done in a bitchy way
1: no and it's like like you said it's like you got to remember that you know these are like you gotta you can't just if the first no or the first like maybe and you don't hear back like don't give up like you gotta kind of like keep going and like and you have to be like you said respectful like people are going to remember and if you're rude they're going to remember that one impression of like oh you're very difficult to work with or you know so you kind of always have to just be really nice and like respectful i think
0: And the other thing I can ask you is, I don't know if New York's like this. Is it, is New York a very much a city where like entertainers are like only available like Monday through Thursday to like do stuff. And then like on the weekend, they're like booked solid.
1: Yeah, it depends. I mean, like some of the drag queens, I know some of them are like booked literally every day. It's yeah. like they'll have because th- they may have like an online like podcast on one day. Right. And then they booked at like three different bars throughout the week. And then Saturday, maybe they do. Yeah. You know, and a lot of them, you know, travel. So, yeah, like the, the queens that do it for a living usually have to be booked at least for at least four nights, like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Monday. Tuesday, okay. Yeah.
0: Because I learned, I learned, that's the other thing I learned from booking people on LA. It's like LA is very much, if you're trying to book go go dancers, musicians, all that, LA, it's literally the same thing. You got to book Monday through Thursday. Otherwise, you're not going to get guests. Like, Mm -hmm. that's just simply how it is. Right. Which is why I'm so glad that. I started working on Sunday so I could change my podcast during the week. That's how I was able yeah. to get people.
1: <laughs> no, exactly. And like, like if yeah. you're doing nightlife, like you said, Sundays might be hard because Saturday night there might be late. Yeah. So it's nice. Like a weeknight's nice.
0: Which work? Oh. So your next question, who would be your dream artist to work with? And before you guys remember, I'm sitting right here, bitch. Okay.
1: And (laughs) all right. It's like, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Diamond. (laughs) Number one. (laughs) Number one. Everyone could quote this. Wait, I keep pointing the wrong way. Okay. Yeah. Um, besides you, um, yes, I would have to choose somebody that is, I mean, you know, for me um oh this is hard um there's a lot of really good people that and i didn't even think about that That which is like it doesn't need to be necessarily like a musician per se um because sometimes like i like I, you know you know me from my instagram like i'm very visual yeah. and like it'd be cool to interact with someone that's maybe like a visual artist and like make something with them
0: <clears throat> yeah
1: um but off the top of my head, somebody that I think could be cool is um why am I blanking? Um ooh, let's just say anyone's name at this point. Um oh god.
0: Well why you want to, you you want me to answer the question so you yeah, can just steal some of my artists. <laughs> yes,
1: I'm gonna to copy you. Go.
0: Okay, so I definitely said and you saw this in the Onyx interview. I did say you, obviously. Thank you. You're welcome. Onyx would be definitely another one for me. Yeah. Um, if you wanna go rapper, like especially for me, Sage Schwade, my friend. Mm. Love him. Texas rapper. As I say. Has like a huge following on Instagram, not a following on, not as huge a following on Twitter. Go follow Sage Wade, and then Pretty Boy Rock, who I've actually interviewed, who's actually became my friend. So it's like uh-huh. those would be like my four. But it's like, or no wait, no, I said Callum Hawthorne too, Australian artist, like not a huge following, amazing. He does electronic music. Mm. actually i think you saw that interview
1: oh yeah 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 i guess i did yeah 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 Yeah, i mean like i love who i've been working with i almost want to do another song with these people like um one person i haven't worked with in a while that i really love is um someone named dj strobe and he did one of the love is love mixes but i haven't worked with him in a long time and i've been thinking like i want to do because the other thing is, like, my genres is, like, if I were to do an album, I want to do, like, an 80s dance-inspired album. Um, and I feel like he, because when he did the Love is Love remix that he did, it has, like, a very, like, 80s, like, a fun, like, disco feel. So, I mean, that could be someone. But, like, I also, you know, my usuals, like, you know, Mike Freak, DiCristino, like, yeah. I love all these people I've worked with like I've been so lucky like um so I'd always want to work with them again. So but try to think of someone new for you, someone f- like you know even different. Well, if, okay. Uh,
0: uh-huh. This this is what I'm going to say to anyone who wants to work with Benji and like producers that are giving him a beat, give him a beat that's longer than 2 minutes and 30 seconds. I understand like why that's a trend. Right, I completely understand why that's a trend. I'm yeah. saying it needs to stop.
1: Right, thank you, everyone. Hear that?
0: <laughs> yeah, I and everyone's like, why is it a trend? TikTok. That's literally the reason that all these producers are making tracks that are so short. It's no,
1: it's true. It's it's sad, and I'm guilty. I, I will admit, like, because "Marry Me" I think is two forty or something. It's like...
0: It's two thirty-seven. I know. I complained about that to you.
1: Oh my God. I know. Yeah. And everyone, like, yeah, you were the first person that said that, like, like my only complaint is it's too short. Um, and it's true. I don't agree with that whole system. And I think it's sad. And it's like, what's the most sad about it to me is like, you'll hear the two minute 30 second songs now and it feels too long. I don't know if that's you, but like, for, I, I just mean like, because like, I also have songs, as you know, that are like six minutes and seven minutes like the remixes. Yeah. And those you don't notice, they're six or seven minutes. Like you play it and it just goes on. But like it doesn't feel too long because you get into the groove. But like the two minute 30 seconds now feels like too long. And I'm like, wait, does that mean they're going to do like one minute songs? Because like they keep getting shorter and shorter because your body thinks it's too long. And I'm like, just go back to like at least a four minute song. Like so people can get into it.
0: This is, and I will say this like, I'm not going to admit something that like, Benji and I both know. Benji and I are older. Like we were, we were listening to music in the 2000s. Okay. Every every song was three and a half minutes, like at least
1: minutes. always. Well, and that's what when I started writing music, all my yeah. songs were like three and a half minutes. Like I timed them so they would fit that structure, like three and right, three forty.
0: Like you know, diverse, that's
1: chorus bridge, you're good.
0: Yeah, it's like now this stuff mm-hmm. of like that's actually saying i get onyx back that is one of my questions for him he's like he was talking about how he's an artist not for the industry and i'm like my question to him is then why did you do toxic and only do it two minutes and 50 seconds instead of doing the whole song
1: I'm gonna clip this part and po- share it to him. Um, <laughs> mic drop. Oh ah! no! But like, it's not their fault. Like, and also like,
0: yeah.
1: Like I, yeah, they did their own thing with it, and like, but to your point, it's I don't want to like support that system, you know. And I'm like I said, I'm guilty, but it's almost like, but also don't get mad at us because we're independent artists. I'm trying to fit in. Well, them.
0: yeah, because that's the thing. It's like you're hand you're getting things handed to you by producers like I don't know if you and Gucci are like close enough to where you would have said like I like this beat I think it's too short can you make it longer like
1: so that's the funny thing I so yeah I love Gucci by the way and I yeah I talked to him yesterday like um last night and so the thing is is like I also believe, and he he would have, he would have, if I had said that, he would have done that. But I I believe in something about when someone gives you something and you feel it, like to not change it too much. And like I kind of liked that he just gave me this two thirty second thing and I'm like, let me just play with it and we made a thing. Um but like, yeah, it shouldn't be a standard and it shouldn't be because it's like we can't deny that it is a it yeah. is now a standard. It is now everyone, like I think the Kim Petras like alone, I don't know all the timing of that, but I feel like it was short. Um, and it went viral on TikTok. But like I feel like we need to just, you know, like let's all like and it starts from the top up because they're the ones like with the audience and the crowd. Like people should stop making these songs so that like all of us can just like fit back and make our own thing.
0: Well, it's almost to that point of Kim Petras like the song that I think of is like it's like unholy. If you were going to have mm-hmm. Kim Petras on that song, you should have made a 3 minute song. Like right. It's like one of you had a verse, one of you had a verse. You both did the chorus. It's like in some ways when you're in that system and you're having a feature artist, nobody's taking control of the song right and it's why like if i were presenting a beat to an artist which i am i'm going to tell you this i haven't even oh. i haven't even told i haven't even told the person i'm going to offer this to yet so oh. I'm just, you're going to get exclusive. exclusive i i am thinking about the next time i interview phoenix cuz phoenix said He wouldn't do music. He might do one song. I thought about like offering him a beat, but making it conditional to I'll give you a beat for free, but you have to put me on the song.
1: Smart. (laughs) Okay, Phoenix, don't quote that. I mean, don't like timestamp this. Yeah, (laughs) or maybe you want them to see. So,
0: well, I mean, Phoenix follows me on on Instagram, so you might see this when I post the video. Of this, yeah. Hi,
1: Phoenix. Yeah, (laughs) I do.
0: Love. That's so So... Oh. So I haven't seen you since then. So what was it like for you going to the glam awards?
1: Oh my god, that's right. Yeah. I think the day before the glam awards.
0: Yeah, it was um, what I interviewed
1: yeah. yeah, that's amazing. It was really fun. Uh, it, it's it is glam. Everything about it is glam. The people. So I wore Timothy. I think. Yeah, I made that exclusive on your show, yeah. which is I wore Timothy Westbrook, um, head to toe except for not the shoes, and it was a giant. Like you saw that picture. It was like a it was a giant red yeah. gown, which is really hard to walk in Manhattan streets, like to not be stepped on. Right. In um, yeah. So that was crazy. Um, the awards were really amazing. They had like amazing um, performances. Everyone was amazing, and it felt like you're at like a real like legitimate, which it is. It's not legitimate awards, but it really right. like is next level. It's like the performances, and they have like um, and they had Kevin Aviance perform, who's you know amazing performer and Beyonce and everything. So right, yeah.
0: Which first of all, everyone knows Kevin Aviance from Beyonce now. It's like. Yeah. Some of us knew Kevin Aviance like, 10 years ago. Thank you. Like, like, Cunty is my favorite song by Kevin Aviance. Like...
1: Yeah, and it's, like, yeah. it's offensive that people are, like, oh, Beyonce. It's just, like, yeah, know your history, people. Like, and we can take... I and mean, that's a whole another story. But um, anyway, but just to see that... And it was a surprise. So all of us... yeah. Did not know Kevin was there, and Kevin came out. And Kevin, have you seen Kevin perform live?
0: Of course not. I've never been in New York. Well, actually, 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 no. I shouldn't say that. I've never been to gay New York. That's why I honestly want to go back to New York. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, but but Kevin really turns it out. And one thing I admire Kevin as a performer is that they are so they they own the room okay. that whole that whole award ceremony was floored. Right. and that's something as a performer that I want to continue to do and like get better at is like how to own that room and really be like a big ass bossy B and just like make the room be afraid of you but also love you you know and like there's something powerful about that
0: um i would say in truth to do that yeah, the one incentive I know about owning the room is mm-hmm. that perform and hope people hand you money. Will give you more motivation beyond the audience.
1: <laughs> okay, give me my money.
0: But I will say with Kevin Aviance, I actually heard this story, and I don't even know if you know this story. So the DJ who used to work when Kevin Aviance used to do like be like in the clubs early on in his career. Was and I'm gonna tell this to the audience, and some people aren't gonna believe this. Was Rodney Jerkins. Oh, and like there was a story of like that I saw on Hey Queen when they were talking about like Kevin Aviance. How Rodney used to like skip the record on make on like body rock and wouldn't tell Kevin Aviance that he was like scratching the record when he was doing it. So like Kevin had to be on the beat and know everything. Wow. Just by heart. And I'm like that work. That is crazy.
1: That's crazy. That's actually one of the, when you asked about crazy performances is one time that DJ sped up my song like, without me knowing. So, I practiced it a certain way. So, when I sped it up, I'm like, oh my god, like, if I just marry me, like, marry me, say we, never said you need to blah, blah, blah. Like you, it's really hard to, like, change on the spot like that. And, wow, that's amazing.
0: And, like, especially you being a live singer, it's yeah. like, I think Kevin was lip syncing oh, okay. that performance I was talking about. But it's like, if you're a live singer, yo, don't touch my fucking track. Like, leave it the way it is especially if it's a beat i made i made the beat a certain bpm for a fucking reason
1: mm-hmm. yeah no and i don't care if the room is like wanting to add like faster music it's like no this song is you knew it because i always the, the, they're going to hear what the song is before it goes on like I, I send them the track in advance so if you don't think it's a good fit like amazing you know i recently had a show where they specifically said we want this kind of vibe so i could do those songs but, like, don't take my music and then speed it up to fit your dance floor and not let, like, it's just not okay. Like, this is not, and,
0: like, let me know. And if you're gonna do that, literally tell Benji beforehand. Cause it's like, if you want a faster song, he probably wouldn't hand you marry me. He'd hand no. you incantation. Like,
1: oh my God. Yes. Incantation. I love that one. Yeah. Oh, you remembered. Thank you.
0: Yeah. What? About Incantation? I literally, that's... I have, like, a few queer artists that, like, when I'm working out, I switch between... It's, like, you, Onyx, Pretty Boy Rock. Yeah, those are usually my three. Like, if I want to, like, switch between artists, it's, like, it just depends on the day.
1: Thank you so much. That's yeah. like really sweet and thank yeah. you for supporting like independent artists. Like you're amazing. Of course.
0: Of course. I've, yeah, you're like, hello. I'm <laughs> very much like I do that A. Like as I always say, I support you. I go out and buy your stuff because like one of the things that I said this in the interview with Phoenix. I'll talk about this now. If If I hit you up do not expect me to pay you. Like, Mm -hmm. just don't expect it because you're not going to get money from me. Mm -hmm. Like, and I have a reason for it. One of them is, A, I'm not rich. And B, the second I pay you, I don't think you're going to be authentic when you come here.
1: Interesting.
0: Gotcha. Because... It's like if I'm pouring my heart out to you, which is what I do with a lot of people i'm I don't hold back, and it's like I need you to not hold back as well. like, mm-hmm. and if I'm paying you, it's like your um motives change. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like like I would say. Not to make this too raunchy, but just to give you an example. Like, I've gotten paid for sex before. It's like mm-hmm. I know the difference of like getting paid for sex and when I'm actually going to enjoy sex, like with somebody. I act very differently when I'm getting paid.
1: Mm-hmm. Ooh.
0: As in, I don't care if you come, I don't come any, like, I don't you're paying me. I'm there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Piping hot, piping hot. Okay, say it for the back. Um, <laughs> all right, if you're gonna pay me, we're talking different story here.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like I took money from an old man one time. he just wanted to like come to my house and suck me off. I didn't care if I came. It's like he just gave. He like went in, did his thing, gave me money, left. That's the easiest, easiest hundred dollars I ever made.
1: Oh my god. <laughs>
0: Easy money. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I know, um, Benji's, Benji's so wholesome, and I'm over here talking like the fucking no, stuff I that I am.
1: <laughs> like no, I'm, like, I'm on the Howard Stern. Yay, getting the real like, <laughs> reality tea right now. I love it.
0: But actually, speaking of the raunchiness, I it was my interview that I did with Silver. Like I did that like last Monday. Yeah, last monday and i was talking about like questions that i um ask people like i have standard questions that i ask people and he's like why don't you just ask people what's their body count i'm like i cannot ask people that i'm like i'm like if i ask the wrong person that they're gonna exit out of the interview like oh
1: my god I'm like, <laughs> i mean some people answer it like i mean some I'm people answer would that.
0: answer it yeah But, like, you asked the wrong person that question. (laughs) Oh,
1: my God. Yeah, no.
0: Right. But it's like, what else do you expect the Go-Go Dancer to say? I love it. (laughs) Yeah. So... Oh. So... Hmm. No, I'll ask this question first. So... How has your dating life been before and after becoming like an independent recording artist?
1: Huh, funny. Um, let's just put it this way is like, and it's a it's different. I mean, what I was going to say is that it's, I don't know if it's my personal because I'm so busy, I don't have time for these kind of things. I feel like that could be part of it. Like, I'm not out there in the world, I'm not like at, I'm not on the apps or anything so right if i don't meet them in real life which i don't have ever i'm not i might mean, go out to the parties but i'm not you know like looking there to meet someone i'm like really busy and stuff um so i would say it's not it's like pretty much non-existent but like i'm yeah. like i say kind of like with marry me is like i'm married to my work so right to me, like that is what i'm here for and like if if i meet someone that's gonna like, ex, ex, I mean, they 100% have to accept me as I am, especially on stage, because that is yeah. a part of who I am. Um, so, but yeah, there hasn't been anyone, but I think I've I've definitely seen people when I go out, like, actually, it's funny, people that aren't even at the show. So like one time I had an Uber, like a Lyft driver, and I was dressed up for the show, and they were like, oh, like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I want to show They're like, oh, what are you doing after your show? so you know like that's cute so i like those kind of people that are like yeah not even they don't even care what you're they're just like oh I, i'm interested in you and you're cool but yeah overall it's been nothing it's been very like i think people i'm just more really focused so i'm not even looking right if, pe- if people are giving me hints i'm not even seeing it
0: <laughs> i mean i would say this i get it now like before i was like and then It's like, I was great. I was free, all of this. Now, literally, I have a friend with benefits. I haven't seen him in two months, literally, just because, like, I am so, like, between my job and being, like, laser-focused on this. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's not just that. It's like, I don't know if you've been this way. Sometimes it's even hard to see, like, friends. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, I haven't seen my best friend in two months, like, and we're in the same town, we're in, like, the town, he's, like, in the town next over, but I just, I get, I I get so, like, focused, and.
1: Mm -hmm. No, it's crazy. It's, like, you get focused, and, like, and then when you have the things where you're, like, do I go out, or do I work on this interview editing, or do I go out, or I prepare for the interview, or do I I work on the song, or do I get my new, like, wig, whatever, like. Right, those things is like a trade-off. And then it's like, I'd rather be here doing this. Um, but I'm trying to get better at like, you know, like I always want to support my friends, of course. And I do. Right. I, I've always have. If someone has a show, I'm like, I'll i be there. Or yes. Probably, you know? Yeah.
0: Yes. Literally. I saw this like as like a quote from this YouTuber. I'm going to like paraphrase it, but it's basically it's like, if you do not support your friends when they are being successful, you're a hater.
1: Mm-hmm
0: like that's literally just straight up that's why like if ever i see benji's having a show whatever it's like whoever i see like if i see them posting stuff i try and put in my story as well being like because i because i have i have people who like i have like friends now in new york i have friends in la it's like look it's like go support this person like go-go dancer musician whatever these people need money, like right. totally. They're working, like pay them their gigs, and and turn. Know, for the most part, they come back, like right here when I need guests, because because yes. everyone who thinks, oh, you just do a podcast and guests just come to you. Oh. As I said before, the persistent speech came for a reason, right. <laughs> like right. <laughs> No, exactly.
1: So it's just like, you got to be like, yeah, you got to be there for people. And like, and it goes both ways. You can't just not like expect people to be there for you and then not have them, you know, and then have them come for you. You got to have to be there for everyone. So it's both ways, but it is hard because I know everyone's busy and all that. And it is like everyone, that's the other thing I have to realize as a performer, and probably you've seen this too, is like, I can't get mad. I get, everyone's busy. So like some people have kids, yeah. some people like have jobs that they got, because I perform late. You know, I'm a, I perform like right. sometimes like 2 or 3 a.m. So I can't expect yeah. people to be like with day jobs to come to my show and support. So right, I've gotten better at accepting that and just being really grateful for those who can you know, come out.
0: <clears throat> okay. So I'm going to wrap this up soon. Okay. So I got to like a few more okay i think i'll do like this i'll do like this question so have you ever suffered with body insecurities
1: um slightly in the yeah. way of um i'm going to consider it insecurity because i think anything that you're not 100 percent like i'm proud of this is like maybe a little insecure so I definitely i feel like because of my outfits like hello i'm in the freaking bra right now it's like you know yeah. like my, i have a lot of skin showing so there's times where i'm like especially my last slick control show th- that i had last year like i had a uh, course uh corset thing but it like made my like just like made like a giant bulge thing like right in my stomach and i definitely was like oh my god i have to photoshop this now and i'm so it's like i am it's so I don't like that. I'm like, I wish I would just be proud of like, Hey, you have bulge on your stomach, whatever. And I, right. and, and so I'm just like, I'm the harshest critic. So I think I do ha- realize that there's times where I think like that. And I'm like, I have to remind myself I'm like, listen, it's not a big deal. And also like you, th- you're the harshest tr- critic on yourself. So you think right. that but other people are not looking at your, that one little thing, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I guess I have a little bit. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> well, obviously I will say, Long story short is obviously, yes, I have not looking like everybody else, especially in the queer community. It has gotten to a point where like, I've gotten like depressed about it, but it's like, I also got to a point where I got to basically just saying, fuck it. And like, that's where I'm at today. Amen. Amen. all right trying to think about i'm gonna do one more i'm trying to think about which question i want to ask you oh okay so what's the biggest misconception about you
1: probably like i mean the first thing that comes to mind is people think that i'm really either that i'm really 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 gay like a thousand percent gay in terms of and i don't like that word even nowadays but i feel like it You know, like I think it'd be like a a gay male that's like into like fashion and into like makeup every day of my life and like loves like sex in the city, which I do because my name, but like it's not 100% me. So I think that's probably the one of the biggest ones is that is they think that I'm more like I I don't have a, a spectrum, you know? Right. Um, and the other thing I think is that people feel that I'm just more crazy, crazier than I am. Like, you know, like they're like, oh yeah. my God, you can go to like this SEX parties and like go out and then like go to a binger and do all this crazy stuff. And I'm like, no, like I like being in be- bed. I do like going out, but when I go out, it's very responsible. I like to go dancing. I go there for the music and for dancing. So and I do dress up, yes, but I'm just dressing yep. up. It's not like I'm doing anything else so it's just funny people are like oh you're gonna go out till like sunrise and do like all this orgy and then wake up in a dumpster and i'm like actually i love dumpsters i love waking up <laughs> near, near them but that's not the goal for tonight okay it is kind of fun though i have actually performed in a dumpster so yeah anyway wait wait, wait. So- performed yeah. in a dumpster well so okay so there was an adjacent dumpster it was an alleyway and it was, oh, okay. Twi- it was on Twitch. It's actually, there's a video somewhere. It's a t- It was yeah. me, like, on Twitch, live streaming. And I did, I think this, was it Love is Love as well? Probably it was. It was, like, another version of Love. I think it was the David Michael version. And I was, like, I'm, I was crawling on the street. Anyway, it's not important. The point is, like, I love yeah. dumpsters. I love performing on them, but, and adjacent to them. But, like, it's not, like, my goal every night to end up in one, you know?
0: Right. For me, Honestly. I've said this before. Based on just the way that I am, I feel like some people might think I'm shady, but I'm honestly not. I'm honestly not. I'm just... My thing is, like... I have in some ways, like, a comedian's mind also, so it's like... I would... I sometimes just say things for, like, a joke, and, like... Because I want people to laugh. Like... That's why I would love to be the person who's like, my interview, my interview, like, inspiration is Diane Sawyer. My response is Diane Sawyer is fucking horrible. Like, I'm so glad that, like, Howard Stern is how I love to do things.
1: Yeah, I do love that. Yeah. But we love Diane. Yeah, go ahead.
0: Well, Diane Sawyer's like, I feel like her goal, like, with every interview at some point, it was, especially in the 2000s, was it was like to make everybody cry. Like, right, or like make them pissed off. If you look at like her interview with Whitney, her interview with Britney Spears, like she literally kept on like prodding and prodding and prodding until Britney Spears cried. So it's like so messed up. Yeah, it's like I'd, I like making people happy.
1: Yeah, I feel happy.
0: Yeah. Although I'm not, a, I'm not afraid to go deep. All, yeah, you the,
1: started there. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. I'm not afraid to go deep, but I also know that as someone who interviews, you can't end on a deep note. Like, you got to. Mm. That's what I did in my, my last interview with Phoenix. I, like, went really, really deep. And I'm like, you can't work. The reason it went, like, a little bit longer is because I was like, we're not ending here. I got to bring this back around to, like, mm. a positive place. Right. Because you never want to end on a low note. So, (laughs) right. So, with that being said, it's been great interviewing you.
1: Thank you. Always a
0: blast. And with that being said, this is Gay Out the City. I'm your host, Prince Electro Diamond, and I hope you've enjoyed. Love you guys.